I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Without the yin, you don't have the yang. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third-day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go, business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program, even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself that is in my group program called the bulletproof mastermind you can get information and join either program by going to work on your game university.com right now again that is work on your game university.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline of showing up day after day to do the work, the confidence, put yourself out there boldly and authentically in the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expecting to achieve is yet to occur. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, mindsets, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is accepting yourself versus changing yourself. And we got to make sure that we are clear. I'm going to make sure that you are clear and we are all clear on the difference between the two and how you can discern between which areas of you as a person, because as a human, we are all flawed individuals. None of us is perfect. What areas of you do you want to change versus what areas of you do you want to accept as is, even though they may be flawed or flawed as they may be? Maybe maybe a more eloquent way of saying that. Now, before I get into this, 
Let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text that I send out every day. You might have heard me talk about it before, but if you haven't, good, because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to text you every day a daily motivation message that is guaranteed, yes, guaranteed, to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every day. All you need to do in order to receive this message is text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. Send me a text at that number right now. I will confirm you. You'll be on my daily, you'll be on my text community, and every day you're going to get my daily motivation text. And by the way, that is my text number. So you are texting me. So I will reply to your text. I will answer your questions. I might ask you some questions as well. So you are texting me right there at that number. Daily motivation is just to entice you to come in. You're going to get that every day, but you're also texting with me. But I think the daily motivation might be, be a better sales point. But anyway, the topic again, accepting yourself versus changing yourself. How do you know when to do what? What's the difference between the two? And you know, how do you get started? When looking at yourself right now, holistically, which parts do you accept? Which parts do you change? Let's get to it. Point number one. Know who you are and who you are not. This is, a, this is the most important part of discerning which aspects of you you want to work on and change and which aspects of you you would like to accept and leave as is, again, even though they may not be perfect. Who you are, what I mean by that, when I say who you are, that means the aspects of you that make you who you are, that make you you. And at this point, at least, you don't want to change them. Even though, again, they might not be perfect, even though there may be some aspects of it that aren't always productive for you, some aspects of it that may lead to challenges for you and for others, but it's who you are as a person and you embrace it and you want to keep it that way, even though it's not, again, it's not, uh, let's just say, it's not ideal according to maybe traditional standards or by the standards of wider society, but who the hell cares about fitting wider society, wider society standards these days anyway. These are decisions that you have to make, figuring out who you are as a person. What are those essential aspects of you? If you were to look at yourself in the mirror, uh, literally or metaphorically, if you were to write down on a piece of paper, what are the aspects of your personality, the aspects of your character, even the, even the flaws of your personality and character, that if you didn't have them, you wouldn't be who you are as a person. You wouldn't feel whole as a person. What are they? What are the most important ones? If you had to limit yourself to a top 10 or to a top five, what are those top aspects that you would not change or alter or get rid of, even though you know that that aspect of you sometimes leads to challenges, sometimes leads to confrontation, sometimes leads to conflict, sometimes gets you in trouble, causes some people to not like you, causes some people to avoid you, but you don't want to change it anyway. What are those aspects about you? And I, let me tell you something. Every human on this planet has those aspects. The only difference between us, for many of us, is that some people are very comfortable and open with sharing those aspects of themselves. And other people try to act like they don't have any, but we all have them. And people who try to act like they don't have them, theirs are the most pernicious of all. People who act like they don't have any of these. Those who are most open about it, those are the ones that, well, you can see it. And that usually you find out about it before they even tell you. And these are decisions that you have to make. Because you're the one who has to live with these aspects of you, these character traits, these personality flaws, if you will. You got to live with them. Nobody else. While somebody like myself or others may offer you some things you could change. So I'm sure there are plenty of people who will offer you plenty of advice on what you can do with yourself. All right. There are plenty, plenty of people who will tell you as everything that they think about what you should do with yourself. You're the one who has to live with it. In episode 2017, I told you, to ask for advice instead of asking for feedback. And plenty of people will give you advice without you even asking, right? I think we all know this. 
but you're the one who has to live with the result, not them. You decide if those changes will actually occur. And if you decide against making a change that another person suggested, you also have to live with that. So as long as you're okay with your decision or no decision, so will everybody else. Everybody else will either have to grow to be okay with it or have to get the hell away from you because you, you made the decision that you made and it ain't their life to live. Everybody with me? Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is accepting yourself versus changing yourself. Identify now. So now we got clear on the parts that you want to accept, the parts that you don't want to change, even though you know they may be the flaws of your character. Second thing is now identify which parts of you that you actually do want to change. Which parts do you want to make edits to? And what parts are you okay with keeping as they are? Again, even as flaws. So you're going to need two different columns here. What do you want to edit and what do you want to keep? For example, I'll give you an example for myself. I am a very competitive individual. This is why I was attracted to sports, but I like to compete in business as well. Sports is a more direct competition. It's more clear that the comp- where the competition is, what it is, as opposed to business. But competition is competition. I mentally make competition out of lots of things. I, I get in competition with situations and people, and nobody else even knows that competition is going on. It's just happening in my own mind. Nobody else knows about the competition, but it's a competition. I don't need to be this type of person, generally speaking, if we're just, again, talking about traditional measures of, and standards of society. Do I need to be competitive like this? Do I need to make competition out of everything in my own mind? No, I do not need to, but I like doing it. I don't need to be like that, but I like being like this because being, part, being like this is part of the inner drive that allows me to do the things that I do and many of the things that you know before, many of the things that you know about me, like all the books that I've written and putting out the show every single day. and my background in sports and this whole framework and philosophy called work on your game. And the third day, all of this came from on some level, somewhere in that foundation of each one of those is competition. Somewhere in the foundation of each one of those is me competing against a person, me competing against an entity, me competing against a situation or a circumstance that led to something, that led to something, that led to the things that you know about, that led to the book, that led to the framework, that led to the philosophy, that led to the result, that led to the achievement. So the competition is what drives all of that stuff. So if you take the competitive part away, then a lot of this other stuff goes away. And this is kind of like a, metaphorically speaking, it's like the butterfly effect for me and for, and it's the same thing for you. You can just swap out competition or maybe competition is your thing. You can swap that out with whatever it is for you. That thing that Yes, some people could look at it as a flaw and you could even see it as a flaw at certain points because there are certain things that when it comes to competition, there are certain things that I will do that I don't need to do. But there are other things that I do when it comes to competition that actually make me look great. And there are things that can make me look like an asshole at different times. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the juxtaposition between the two because without the yin, you don't have the yang. And the reason why I mentioned it's a metaphorical butterfly effect is because if you took that aspect of you, whatever it is for you, if you took that away from you, then yes, maybe you'd be nicer, you'd be kinder, gentler. Maybe you get along with more people. Maybe you'd be more of a compromising individual. There'd be less conflict in your life. But at the same time, all those achievements that were driven by that very trait that is a flaw, according to some people, none of those achievements would exist. So would you be happy with that? Of course not. See, what we have to keep in mind here, the point, the bigger point that I want you to get is that there is no utopian human being. There is no perfect human being. There is no person who there, there's no perfect set of personality traits. There is no perfect character. There is no perfect way of living or perfect way of being that everybody on the planet is going to approve of. So if you're looking for that, you're never going to find it. So what you have to decide and accept 
is that, yes, there are going to be some, quote unquote, flaws to your character, some aspects of you that not everybody else is going to agree with. But that's OK. That's not a bug of you as a person. It's a feature. Is it not something that people need to get rid of and work on? It's something that we should actually put out in front and you should promote that and you should leverage everything that you do around that because that's the thing that makes you you. That flaw is also a strength. Again, this is why we have the yin and the yang. We have the balance of the universe is that no human being is perfect. No human being has every trait in the perfect way. And who's the judge of what's perfect anyway? Nobody. So what are those aspects of you that, yes, at some points, And in some situations, they can become hindrances. They can even be flaws. But if you didn't have those aspects, you wouldn't be who you are. You would not have achieved what you've achieved up to this point in your life. You wouldn't be in the space that you're in in life. You would not have you would not have the successes and the victories in your life that you have if you took that aspect away. What are those? Whatever those things are, you need to keep those and you need to put those front and center in your life. Those are not things you need to hide. Don't act like they don't exist. Do not apologize for them. Don't feel bad about them and don't allow anyone else to try to make you feel bad about them. Put them out front and center because those are the exact things that make you who you are as a person. If we were all quote unquote perfect, let's say there was some standard created and we all just tried to measure ourselves up to that standard, this would be a very boring world because everybody would be exactly the same. Who wants that? Not me. So identify what parts of you you want to change and what parts of you you want to leave as they are, even if they're flaws. As I said, I'm a competitive person. And that competition, yeah, there are some times where I get into competitions or maybe some aspect of my competitive mindset leads to conflict in an area where it doesn't even need to be like that. But if I didn't have that trait, if I didn't have that character flaw, then I would not have achieved all the things that I've achieved. And am I willing to give up those achievements in order to better fit into what somebody else thinks about how I should conduct myself? Hell no. And neither should you. And whatever that whatever those aspects are for you. So I don't want to change. it. Another thing, if I'll use myself as an example again, I am the, the type of person that if you have listened to the show, you know, even three times, you probably notice I break things down in a logical way. I break things down objectively and then I put them back together the exact same way. And some people don't like this trait. People who are more people who think more with emotion than with logic. And that's a lot of human beings. I'm not saying it as if one is better than the other, but some people are more in on tap with their emotional side than they are with their logical side. Whereas I clearly am much more in tap with my logical side than with my emotional side, at least in the way that I communicate. So some people who are not like that, when they hear me talk about things and they hear me break things down, they don't like this trait. And those are the kind of people who probably don't listen to the show. So they're not listening right now, but you might know some people like this. And maybe it's you. Maybe you're just trying me out. And you're deciding, I don't know about this guy, but I don't want, nor do I plan to change this trait. Now he's going to stay like this because this trait is what allows me to talk about things the way that I talk about them, to explain what I explain, to write the books that I write and to you know, think the way that I think. It's just who I am as a person. This is part of my character. I don't want to change this. I want to keep it just like this, even though at times it could become a flaw. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with the times that it's a flaw because it's more than made up for when the times and the times that it's an asset. You follow me? And again, look at yourself and ask yourself, what are these things for you? And I guarantee you they exist. It's just you need to get more clear about them. And the other thing is stop trying to hide them. Stop trying to, to apologize for them. Stop trying to uh, stop trying to push them down. All right? Stop trying to act like they don't exist. Use them. Because these are the things that make you unique. And these are the things that will make you stand out in a world where so many people are trying to be the same. Don't smother them at all. Let them breathe. Point number three, 
topic once again today is accepting yourself versus changing yourself. Number three, the parts that you are willing to change. Accept them as positive improvements and be happy that you're in the process of improving yourself. Be happy that you're in the process of working on your game. What I mean by this, and the reason this point is important, is that when you notice certain aspects of yourself that you want to change, that you want to edit, that you want to make better, I don't want you to frame it as there's something wrong with you and that you need to fix yourself and that therefore you are wrong until you complete that process of fixing yourself. That's not what this is for. The reason that I point this out is because I want you to understand that when you recognize there's an area of you or an area of your life that you wish to improve, that's a good thing because you recognize it, you became conscious of it because 85% of what we do in life is unconscious and habitual. We're not even we're not even conscious that it's happening and we just do it over and over again. So as soon as you become conscious of something and you're thinking about it, you've already won 85% of the battle because you notice something that most people never notice because most people, again, 85% unconscious and habitual. So now you already won 85% of the battle. Be happy that you're recognizing it and doing something about it. Whereas most people don't recognize and they, therefore they can't do anything about something that they don't even know exists. So look at this as a positive improvement that you're in the process of consciously undergoing. Don't talk down on yourself for having some flaw or having some area for improvement. Don't beat yourself up for being less than perfect because all of us are less than perfect. All of us have areas for improvement. The difference is you are actually doing something about your imperfections and your less than and your areas for improvements, whereas most people don't do anything. They're not even aware. Be happy that you identified these areas and that you are taking action. Do not retroactively condemn yourself for never having done something about this three weeks ago. If you're just thinking about this today, don't be mad that you didn't notice it last year. Or be happy that you're doing something about it today. Because what is beating yourself up about the past going to do for you now? Absolutely nothing. So how about you stop doing it? We just talked about that yesterday. If it's not helping you produce results, don't do it. Nobody out here is perfect. Nobody will be. There is no perfect standard to measure yourself by anyway. So even if you think you're perfect, according to who, who's the judge? Nobody. It's just that we are wired to notice how so many others don't have the same flaws as us. So when you notice a certain flaw in yourself, for example, if you're like me, and I think there are a lot of people like me listening to the show who are competitive, and then you notice that not everyone around you is competitive. Actually, most of the people around you are not competitive. Don't feel bad about yourself because you are not the same as them. If you consider that to be, yes, there's a strength, but there's also a flaw in your competitiveness. Don't feel bad about yourself because nobody else has the flaw of being competitive. Actually, you should feel good about yourself because you are willing to embrace your uniqueness. You're willing to be that person who is different from everybody else. And because everybody's actually different from everybody else, the problem is so many people are trying so hard to be like everybody else. They're all failing in their uniqueness. You're actually succeeding in yours by having a flaw that's unique from everyone else. We are wired to notice when we notice a flaw in ourselves. The first thing we do is start looking around at everybody else. Who else has this flaw? Does anybody else have the same mistake in them that I have? And if you don't notice anyone has it, you might start to beat yourself up or feel bad about yourself because you have a flaw that no one else seems to have. But you should actually be happy because it shows that you're unique. You're different. So you might want to consider holding on to that flaw because that's your uniqueness. That's the thing that allows you to stand out from everybody else in the world. I mean, you don't want to be a robot and be just like everybody else, do you? I don't think anybody who listens to this show is that type of person. When we notice that other people don't have the same flaws as us, what we often do habitually is we start irrationally believing that we're the only person out there who has any flaws, period. That is completely false. Everybody has flaws. Everybody has areas for improvement. Again, and I'm talking about self, self-appointed flaws and areas for improvement. I'm not talking about what somebody else told you is a flaw. I mean, what you will look at yourself and see as a flaw, if everyone 
had to look at themselves and point out some flaws. I gave everybody a pen and paper and said, point out five flaws about your character. Everybody would have an answer. Nobody would say, well, I can't think of anything. I'm perfect. Everybody has answers. You just have different flaws from other people at and different degrees of those flaws. And that difference between each one of us is what makes us unique. So you might not want to get rid of all of them. Yes, there are some areas that you want to improve in, but don't try to erase everything and change everything to try to fit what somebody else thinks you should be. Because again, you're the one who has to live their life, not them. Let's recap today's class, which is accepting yourself versus changing yourself. Point number one, know who you are and know who you are not. What are aspects of you that you don't want to change because you embrace them as they are? And remember, if you do make a change based on someone else's suggestion, you're the one who has to live with the result, not them. Point number two, identify what parts of you you want to change and what parts you would like to keep as is, even if they are flaws. For example, if you're competitive, you're very emotional, if you're very intuitive, if you're a person who just likes to talk a lot, you're a person who likes to listen and don't talk a lot. What are those areas of you that maybe other people see as flaws, but you see as making you unique? Don't erase those. Keep them and actually put them on front. So you should actually make more of a story of them so that you can display your uniqueness to the world, because that's what the world needs is uniqueness. Not everybody trying to be the same. Number three, the parts you are willing to change, accept them as positive improvements and be happy that you are in the process. Do not talk down on yourself for having a flaw or an imperfection. Don't talk down on yourself or beat yourself up for being less than perfect because all of us are less than perfect and there is no standard for perfect. Who's the judge of what's perfect? And last time I checked, nobody. Be happy that you identified your areas for improvement and that you have chosen, not were forced, but chosen to do something about them. Do not retroactively condemn yourself for not fixing them in the past. I mean, what is that going to do for you? Nothing. So stop doing it. Nobody out here is perfect. It's just that we are all wired to notice the differences between us and everybody else. And if we notice and no one else has the same difference, we might start to think something's wrong with us. No, that means something is right with you. Embrace it. Send me a text to get my daily motivation. My number is 305-384-6894, straight to your phone every single day. If you would like to join my Bulletproof Minds Mastermind program, that is where I do a live training every single week on mindset and on business. You're going to connect with a network of professionals who are serious about their game, serious about their strategies, about holding each other accountable, about getting their minds in the right place and executing on the things that they want to do. I get texts from a lot of you every day who tell me these are the things that you want to do. I got a mastermind program for it. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp focused and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number 305-384-6894. One more time. 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.